I'll be reading from 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for the doctrine, the reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished into all good works. Good morning, church. It is so good to see each and every one of you this morning. Hold your finger there in uh, 2 Timothy chapter 3, and I'll meet you there in just a few moments. Uh, I was thinking and uh, shared with with Dustin and shared with John David, um, talking about how busy we are. We live busy lives, don't we? I mean, sometimes we're so busy and somebody says, well, can you do this or can you do that? And you're like, another thing to do? Well, this week I had one of those moments. It just seemed like this was a busy week. And all of a sudden it was announced the young people were having a a split devotional. Guys would have one devotional and girls would have another devotional. And I have to be honest with you, I had that thought. Another thing? Wow! I'm tired. I'm too busy. But I want you to know this. I'm sure the the young ladies had a great time. Uh, But John David had for these young men a, a great opportunity. We got our hands dirty and made a bunch, a bunch of cookies. Homemade cookies. And it was fun. It was work, but it was fun. And then we took those cookies and we delivered them out. The funny thing was we tried to give them to people walking at the park. How about these sugar cookies? And it was awesome. All in the name of Jesus, all in the name of the church to try to share with people. And then we had the opportunity to come back to the building and sit and discuss God's Word. And that's when it hit me. You know, I complain a lot about being busy and about all the things that we have to do. But sometimes, even out of obligation, when we go to things, we are blessed. Amen? Amen. In my hand, I hold a book. Now, this book is not much different... It has a lot of similarities to other books. It has a front cover and a back cover and a spine. And if you open the pages, it's printed on the pages words. And you can read this book and learn many things about life. But there might be something different about this book. You see, this is a book that is widely available in a number of different languages, a number of different versions. In fact, you can go to the store and for less than $5, you can get a copy of this book. 
If you have a mobile device, you can log on to that mobile device in, in your app store or Google Play or wherever you go to, to, to get apps and you can download different versions of this book. You can even get this book in different languages on your mobile device. And you can have it with you in, free. Free of charge. You can get this book. Yet, this book is one of the most widely controversial, debated books around. This book that we call the Bible, over a period of about 1,500 years, with about 40 different men writing from different walks of history and different walks of life, they have written this book. I want to read to you some quotes about this book we call the Bible. Don Whitney says, If reading the Bible can be compared to cruising the width of a clear, sparkling lake in a motorboat, studying the Bible is like slowly crossing that same lake in a glass-bottomed boat. The the motorboat crossing provides an overview of the lake and swift passing view of its depths. The glass-bottomed boat of study, however, takes you beneath the surface of Scripture for an unhurried look of clarity and detail that normally missed, that is normally missed by those who simply read the text. As author Jerry Bridges put it, reading gives us breath, but study gives us depth. Charles Colson says, The Bible, banned, burned, beloved, more widely read, more frequently attacked than any other book in history. Generations of intellectuals have attempted to discredit it. Dictators of every age have outlawed it and executed those who read it. Yet soldiers carry it into battle, believing it more powerful than their weapons. Fragments of it smuggled into solitary prison cells have transformed ruthless killers into gentle saints. And so as we enter into our month thinking about the Word of God, and not only that, but thinking about our theme all in the Word of God, I hope that this month we can be encouraged about this book we can be reminded and remember some of the differences of this book than any other book, even all the books that are on the New York Times bestseller list. And that we can learn to read and study and apply this book to our lives. This morning I want us to notice just a couple of things. I want us to look and say, what is God's Word? What is it? What makes it different? And then, what does it do for us? What does it do for us? First of all, let's think about what God's Word is. What is God's Word? Paul said to Timothy that God's Word, he used the term, all Scripture. Now, all Scripture encompasses all the Old Testament, all the New Testament, everything that we have recorded in this book is all Scripture is given by inspiration. Now, what does that mean? 
The word literally means breathed by God or God breathed. Now, as I think about that, I, we've heard that. But now here's what I want you to think about. What sets this book apart from any other book? God gave it. God breathed it into existence. Similar to back in the Old Testament in the book of Genesis, back in the Garden of Eden, we read about how God breathed into man's nostrils the breath of life. God has given us life. Not only has God given us life, God has given us creation. Not only has God given us creation, but God has given us His Word. This is not just any other book. This book holds greater power, greater significance than any other book on the face of this earth. I don't care how popular the author is. I don't care how many books on the New York Times bestseller list he has. It is nothing compared to this book. This book is at the top of the list of importance. And Paul tells Timothy, this book is God-breathed. God spoke this Word into existence. It is divine communication directly from God Himself. Now, that's not to say that many other books that have been written are not worthy of reading and thinking about. But they are not Scripture. In fact, Paul wrote to the Corinthians, the church at Corinth, and he reminded them about two other letters that he had written. Now, I'm sure these were godly letters. I'm, I'm sure they were spiritually based, and I'm sure they were very helpful to those in the church at Corinth. However, neither of those letters have ever been found. Copies of those letters have never been found. So we can assume then that they likely are not Scripture. God has allowed to happen and allowed us to have from cover to cover His inspired Word. And what He wants us to know and to be guided by, it is God's Word. 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 20 and 21. By the way, I want to mention to you, we're going to look at several Scriptures this morning. And if you have your electronic device or, or your uh, written word, uh, turn to those if you can. But we will have those on the screen for you to, uh, to look at and think about. Write those down and go back and look at those later. 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 20 and 21. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation... For prophecy never came by the will of man. But holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. So what makes this book different? Yes, it was penned by men, but it was breathed to them through the Holy Spirit from God. So when we look at this book, when we read this book, let us never ever, even if it's in electronic form, let us never, ever underestimate its power. 
because of the author. God Himself. It is not just any other book. And that's what makes it important. But what does this book do for us? Did you catch what Paul said to Timothy? All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. It is profitable. Uh, The word there means, it carries with it the idea, beneficial, productive, and sufficient. God's Word is beneficial. God's Word is productive. Here it is now. Despite what some would like to tell us, God's Word is sufficient. The psalmist knew that. The psalmist knew about the sufficiency of God's Word. Notice, if you will, if you want to turn there, Psalm chapter 19. We'll look at a few verses beginning in verse 7. The law of the Lord is perfect. This is from the New King James Version, by the way. Converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine... God's Word is more and better than gold. Sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Do you like honey? Now, I may be crazy, but I'm one of those kind of people that I can take honey and I can dip a spoon in there and I can eat it straight. I love it. For you kids out there, I even like honeycombs. That's my favorite kind of cereal. And the psalmist says God's Word is better than that. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse me from secret faults. Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then I shall be blameless, and I shall be innocent of great transgression. Paul said to Timothy, Timothy, these words from God, not only are they from God, but they are profitable. They are beneficial. They are sufficient. So what does the Word of God do for us other than be profitable? Paul lists them there. In the, King, in the New King James Version, he says, it is profitable for doctrine. Now your version may say, Teaching. Same thing. It is profitable for teaching. But it's not talking about the process of teaching. It's talking about the content of teaching. God's Word provides us with a comprehensive truth from God that He wants us to know, to live by, so that he, we can be the kind of people He wants us to be. It's profitable for teaching. 
One person says, everything God wants us to know, believe, and do is contained in the teaching of God's inerrant, authoritative Word. Do you want to know about creation? Go to God's Word. You want to know of different things about life? Go to God's Word. You want to learn about relationships? Go to God's Word. God created us. God knows how we tick, if you will. God knows what we need and what we do not need. If you want to know about life and relationships, go to God's Word. If you want to know how to deal with difficult times, or even, hello, difficult people, we never deal with any of those, do we? Not in the church, no way. We know differently. If you want to know how to deal with difficult times and difficult people, go to God's Word. You want to know about Jesus? Go to God's Word. You want to know about eternity, heaven, and hell? Go to God's Word. Because Paul said it is profitable, sufficient, nothing else needed, in other words, for teaching. But he didn't stop there. Paul said it is profitable for Reproof. Now this word means rebuking in order to convict of misbehavior or false doctrine or teaching. One person said this. It means to uh, equipping believers with accurate knowledge and understanding of divine truth. In this context, divine truth that exposes falsehood and sin, erroneous belief, and ungodly conduct. I like what the Hebrew writer says in Hebrews chapter 4. Notice it on the screen, if you will. Beginning in verse 12. For the Word of God is, I love this word, living. Now can we say that about any other book? Oh, sure, the author might be living, but God's Word is living and powerful. Sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from His sight. But all things are naked and open in the eyes of Him to whom we must give account. Now most of us, most of us have turned to the pages of God's Word or heard a sermon or a Bible class lesson and we have been convicted of maybe some things in our life that we need to change. Paul would say that's reproof. That's reproof. One person said, Scripture is the divine plumb line by which we measure everything in our lives as Christians. I like to say it this way. A few months ago, we talked about Jesus. And we talked about how Jesus is our standard. And if God's Word is our plumb line which with, with which we judge and gauge everything, in other words, God's Word also is our standard. Want to know how to deal with sin in your life? God's Word. Want 
You don't know how to deal with those difficult people out in the world? God's Word. Want to know how to deal with each other in the body of Christ with all of our differences? God's Word. Paul said it's profitable for reproof, but he also said it's profitable for correction. This is the restoration of something to its original and proper condition. In fact, in secular Greek literature, it was used of setting upright an object that had fallen down or of helping a person back on his feet after stumbling. You know, at different times in our lives, we need correction, don't we? You know, most of the time when we think about correction, we think about our children, right? We correct them so that one day when they're older, they will live and turn out like we hope and pray that they do. So we correct them. You ever need correction? I know I do. And sometimes we don't like it. But it's needful. You see, Paul said God's Word, it's profitable. It's beneficial for correction. We might find some of these corrections in places like Psalm 119, verses 9 and following. How can a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to your Word. With my whole heart I have sought you. Oh, let me not wander from your commandments. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I have declared all the judgments of your mouth. Paul said God's word is profitable for correction. But he didn't quit there. He said it's profitable for instruction in righteousness. He's talking about the general idea of instructing us. Very similar to teaching. One person, it says this, It is directed at the ideas of instruction and building up until the Lord comes to take us with Him. John 14. His Word continues to train us and teach us in the ways of righteousness. Notice what Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 23-25. through 25. Having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, through the Word of God, which lives and abides forever. Because all flesh is as grass. What's going to happen to grass? Well, it grows for a while. We have to mow it. And then it goes dormant in the, in the winter. And if you burn it, you can kill it. And one day it's going to die. And all the glory of man as a flower of the grass. The Bible tells us the grass and the flowers will fade away. The grass withers and its flowers fall away. But the Word of the Lord endures forever. Now this is the Word which by the Gospel was preached to you. You see, that's what sets this book apart. It endures forever. It's beneficial 
It's sufficient. It's profitable. I love what Jesus said in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 6. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Why? For they shall be filled. Paul would add to Timothy, God's Word is inspired. It's God-breathed. It's profitable for teaching, reproof, for instruction in righteousness, for correction, so that the man of God may be complete, fully equipped for every good work. Some versions may say perfect. That word complete means adequate. It refers to the persons who are capable and proficient in everything they are called to be and do. Through through God's Word, we become adequate. When we allow that Word to penetrate our mind and our hearts, we become adequate. Now why is that important? Because we live in a world full of people that says, if you don't dress like this, drive this, act like this, or have this much money, you are not adequate. And God's Word says... You can be adequate. You can be adequate. And through Jesus Christ you are. I love what Paul says in Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. For we are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works. You see, that's what God's Word equips us to do. Good works. And God has created us To do good works. Remember, not so only people can think good things about Savannah Church of Christ. But so through those good works and through those good things by Savannah Church of Christ and God's people that meets there, God is glorified. Why do you do that, church? Because of God's Word. It equips me for good works. Jesus would say in John chapter 9 and verse 4, I must work the works of Him who sent me while it is day. The night is coming when no one can work. God's Word is given by God, breathed by God, through inspiration of the Holy Spirit, to the, through the, all of these men over different periods of time, and it's profitable. See, if there's two things that we can get this morning, it's God's Word. Not mine. Not even Paul's. Not even some of these other writers. For they spoke as God gave them the words through inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And it's profitable. It's not like any other book. It's profitable. It's beneficial. It's sufficient. And it equips us for good works. Someone has written a poem I want to close with. It goes like this. 
I am my neighbor's Bible. He reads me when we meet. Today He reads me in my house. Tomorrow in the street. He may be relative or friend or slight acquaintance be. He may not even know my name. Yet, He is reading me. You see, that's a sobering thought. Because it causes Barry to ask this question. When people see me, can they see God's Word living in me? What about at home? Can my family see God's Word living in me? Unfortunately, I have to say, not always. God's Word is from God. And it's profitable. It helps us to be better. It guides us in the ways of life and the ways of eternity. And it equips us. You ever felt like, I don't know how to do this. I can't talk to people. I can't do these things. God's Word from God, profitable, and it will equip you for every good work. Maybe you're here today and you're not a child of God. The Bible tells us if you believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God, if you believe that, will you show it? If you believe that, like other places in Scripture, the eunuch said, here's water what's keeping me from being baptized. I want to die with Jesus Christ because that's what God's Word tells me. Because it's profitable. And it equips me. It's beneficial. And it's sufficient. Maybe you're here today. God's Word also tells us that it's important that we gather together. It's important that we come together, that we worship God, that we sing praises to Him, we study His Word. But the Bible also tells us, and this is profitable, bear one another's burdens. This is a loving family. And all of us know none of us are perfect. All of us know that a lot of us either are dealing or have dealt with some small difficulties or some major difficulties. Which means we're all in the same boat. So if you're in those shoes today and you're suffering, you have some sin in your life that you're dealing with, guess what? God's Word says it's profitable for us to bear one another's burdens and that means pray with each other. You see, here's what we want you to know. God's Word says it's profitable if you're dealing with something, uh, whether it's a difficulty or some sin in your life, guess what? God's Word wants you to know. Don't be ashamed anymore. We're all in the same boat. And we want to pray with you. And we want to pray for you. As together we stand and sing.